Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local, and brought to you by Munson Savings Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Hello and welcome everyone to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We have a terrific show for you today, but before we get to that, uh, let's start off today with a message from this month's Business Talk sponsor, Munson Savings Bank. Munson Savings Bank is your bank for business. Businesses of all sizes trust in Munson Savings for their lending and banking needs because they listen to their customers, provide great service, plus all business lending decisions are made local and fast. Whether you need a business loan, deposit products, or help with cash management services, Munson Savings Bank has the business lending capability and know-how to help your business thrive. Visit us online at munsonsavings.bank or contact our commercial team today. Munson Savings Bank, your bank for business. Member FDIC, member D. We are back. Uh, again, I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. I am your host for another episode of Business Talk. We have a great show for you today. Our guest is Tara Brewster. She is Vice President of Business Development for Greenfield Savings Bank. But perhaps more importantly than that, well, no, there's nothing more important than that. She is one of five finalists for Business West's coveted Alumni Achievement Award for 2021. That's the 40 Under 40 Alumni Achievement Award. How are you this morning, Tara? And congratulations on being one of our finalists. Thank you, George. Good morning. I'm wonderful. How about you? Uh, we don't get many wonderfuls today, but that's good. So I am <laughs> I am wonderful too. So we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, Tara is involved in, in so many things. There's a lot of reasons why she is one of our finalists. We're going to talk about what she does professionally, what she does in the community, and what she does when she's not doing either one of those things. She's um, on the radio uh, hosting a business talk show called the Western Mass Business Show. That's what it's called. Yes, I've hosted that as well. So I guess we're competitors now. Uh, I'm Chevy, <laughs> you're Ford. No, wait, I'm I'm Ford, <laughs> you're Chevy. I, I didn't get that. Can I be I'm Tesla? Dodge and, your Toyota. No, anyway. Tesla. We'll no, to- not Toyota. Tesla. I want to be Tesla. <laughs> you want to be Tesla. Okay. All right. I want to be Mercedes. I don't know. Anyway. There you go. Like, why do we have to be Chevy and Ford? Let's, let's there we shoot go. a okay. little bit higher. We are shooting higher. The Chevy and <laughs> Ford people are all upset at us now. All right. Anyway, Tara, uh, a finalist for Alumni Achievement. Uh, it, it's a great honor. And like I said, there are many reasons why you're a finalist. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about what you do, and to to segue into that, uh, when we talked a little while ago, uh, you used the phrase "recovering entrepreneur" not once, not twice, uh, maybe four, possibly five or six times. Obviously, you use it a lot. What does that mean? I I've talked to a lot of people about going from working for somebody else to being an entrepreneur. Uh, you kind of went in the other direction sort of, although you're still an entrepreneur in a lot of different ways. So tell us what you used to do, tell us what you do now, and tell us what being a recovering entrepreneur is. So for me, once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. And, you know, I think that coming from an entrepreneurial mindset and an entrepreneurial background, I have a different way of looking at things. We all do. Anyone that's had to create their own economy and their own scales of being, of employment, of connection in the community, all of it. I just think that once you go to that place, 
you are forever there. So, you know, a lot of times in recovery, when people are in recovery, it's one day at a time, it's every day, it's one hour, you know, and I think that that is true of being an entrepreneur. You carry the lessons that you've learned, the mistakes you've made, the successes you've had um, with you throughout your future. So for me, I feel very fortunate um, going from working in small businesses to moving to Manhattan and working there, coming back, opening up Jackson and Connor, selling it to an employee, and then going to Greenfield Savings Bank almost five years ago. Um, it's just been an amazing journey, and I feel so blessed to be where I'm at today. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what you do in that role, Vice President of Business Development. So for me, I am you know, so abundantly grateful for so many things. And I really believe that we don't go it alone. And when I joined the bank at the end of 2016, I had never done development as an official title. I never owned, um, I think I was business development specialist at that time. And so I only knew to apply the lessons that I've learned in my life and the ways that I am as a human, as an individual, as a mom, as a wife, as a community member to my role at the bank. And luckily, you know, Greenfield Savings Bank is a community financial institution. We're a mutual bank, but, you know, I often say that we wear this, this cover of being a philanthropic organization. So luckily, GSB was very um, helpful and agreeable and supportive of the way that I saw my role in the community, which is really to wrap my arms around the community, to lead by example of doing and supporting and fundraising, volunteering, and all of those things. You create this magic. You know, I always say that like attracts like, and, and good karma begets more good karma. So Luckily, I've been able to kind of like weave my uh, karmic entrepreneurial web throughout this community and have this amazing foundation of being at Greenfield Savings Bank and having 175 coworkers support me in what I do. So talk about what you do in the community. I know you're involved in all kinds of different things. I don't know where you find all the time in the day to do all this stuff, especially up in the Northampton area. You're very active there. Uh, Tell us uh, some of the things that you're involved in. So anytime someone reaches out to me and asks me for help, I say yes. For me, doing what I do is being active in the community. It's being helpful. It's being a volunteer. It's being a, a community-minded um, person who really thinks about what is the right thing to do for the greater good. So, you know, I think a lot about my success is based on your success. Your success is based on Business West success. Business West success is based on the, the business community's success. So, so we're all interconnected in this way that allows me to kind of view my role to help as essential. Um, so, you know, I do whatever needs to get done my heart center is nonprofits. So I do a lot of nonprofit work. I'm on about five boards and I'm trying not to be on about 10 other boards. Um, <laughs> but for me, my real, my like secret sauce, my uh, superpower is fundraising and philanthropy. So often 
for a lot of nonprofits, they engage me in that conversation. Um, Tara, can you ask this person? Can you connect us to this person? We have this goal of fundraising. Do you think you can help? And, and I love that. A lot of people have trouble asking for money, period. But for me, I like asking for money because I understand that the nonprofits in our community really support the base. They take care of so many of our most needy members of our community that if nonprofits are not strong, none of us are strong. Our weakest members, people who need the most help aren't, aren't getting that. So for me, when I ask you for money for tapestry or safe passage or uh, the survival center or, or any of those organizations, it's not about me asking, but all of us needing the support and all of us needing the help. So um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been tremendous. We've always had a, a high level of energy for the community. You've always really been involved in things. That, how do you choose the uh, nonprofits that you – sometimes they choose you, obviously. They, they pick up the phone, and I, I know what it's like to be on the other end of those phone calls, and, and being the person you are, you probably get a lot of them. Uh, saying I know, there's no probably is, a lot of head nodding going yeah, out there right now. Saying no is an acquired skill. But uh, you can't – I think you just said you're on five boards and you'd like to say no to 10 others. Uh, you're saying no was an option. But how do you choose which ones? I mean, it's it's really hard. And, you know, I I just try to fit them all in, in in some capacity. And if I can't do it, I often refer other people to it. Um, you know, part of my job is being a yenta um, or a matchmaker. Ira Brick, um, I think, coined that term a while back. But – you know, really matchmaking and trying to find people that can help because I can't do everything, nor do I want to do everything. But there are a lot of people in our community that are that are not doing anything, that are waiting to help, that that want to be asked. You know, we hear this so often that, oh, I was never asked, so I didn't donate, or oh, I was never asked, so I didn't volunteer, or I, I don't know them, I've never been introduced. So I take it upon myself to really try to make those connections with people in our community to other organizations that are like-minded, that are more heart-centered and more aligned in their mission. Um, Cause we all, we all have some capacity to do something. Right. And that's, that's the whole point of the alumni achievement award is that, you know, we are all in this together. How do we figure out how to do that? You know, I'm only as strong as you are strong. Okay. You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local, sponsored this month by Munson Savings Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We are talking to Tara Brewster, uh, one of our five finalists for Business West Alumni Achievement Award for 2021. We've been talking about her work professionally and her work in the community. I want to touch on one more line on your resume if it's not there literally it's there figuratively and that is your your work on the radio uh now you're succeeding longtime legend ira brick uh i think i told you i used to fill in for ira i used to do the the fifth week i i really enjoyed that show and i think it kind of led to this podcast here talking to people in business and uh you've been doing it a few months now what's it been like you know it's it's like this. I mean, I feel like now I'm on the other side of this, but I get nervous and excited and jittery. Um, it's kind of a big deal to put something out there, right? So now I have this new appreciation for folks who are on the radio, who do podcasts, 
who put themselves out there in a larger way in a bigger platform of where you can listen to every word. You know, I've had people say, Oh, I missed your show on the weekend, but I went back and I listened to it. And what did you mean about this? And what were you talking about when you said this? And it's kind of, <laughs> it's like a little bit nerve wracking because you have to really think about, okay, what am I talking about? What do I want to say? And it, and it lives on um, kind of like social media platforms, I guess, but it's great. I mean, honestly, you know, George, um, mm -hmm. it's one more layer and one more level for you as a human to make connections, meaningful connections in the community and for yourself, um, for your business. And it just kind of, you know, I describe it like a, a stage, a concert stage. So, for example, U2, everybody knows who U2 is. You know, U2 has this great stage and then they, sometimes they put a heart extending from it. Um, so I feel like this radio show is an extension of my stage that I have that is my life, that is our community. And it's just this additional piece that creates more. So have you kind of developed your own style? By the way, I have a face for radio. Uh, your, your face deserves to be on better than radio, but that, that's okay. Um, have you developed a, a style yet? Uh, more Howard Stern than uh, George <laughs> O'Brien or, or uh, anyone else? Somebody else on the radio? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think I have my own style yet. I have been playing it safe in the first 10 episodes by calling on people that I know in the community that aren't necessarily wild cards to me that I feel like are safe. Um, so, you know, as we go, we kind of develop the story a little bit more. I am so blessed to have Monty as my um, technical person. So he's in the room with me every time, which makes it, you know, even more fun than it already is. Um, you know, Monty is someone that I look up to as a guru in philanthropy, fundraising, community activism, and, you know, to have him chuckling with me and, and kind of adding in comments here and there, it, it kind of has always been a, a big, a big hug and safety net for me in doing the radio show. Well, good for you. So, uh, moving forward. Uh, I'm sure you're looking for new and different ways to to get involved. But you mentioned something uh, important earlier, and that was getting other people involved. And I, I talked to a lot of people about this, that matchmaker aspect of the work that you do. It's just critically important to extend and grow the number of people who care as much about the community and get involved as much as you are. Talk about that aspect of your work again a little bit more and, and how we can get more people involved. Well, I really think that that COVID showed me that, you know, we all have so much work to do. I mean, I, I really think that I sort of had this awakening in COVID. You know, for me, it, it wasn't all negative. Um, I really think even more now about how, we all are interconnected, you know, and, and it means so much to me to think about checking in on my family, checking in on my neighbors, asking my coworkers, like how they're doing, um, what's going on. And I feel like we're all dealing with this work-life imbalance now that pre-existed COVID, but really I think COVID exposed all of the cracks that are going on. So, you know, I've just been encouraging everyone that I talk to, you know, I check in with them. I really have a heart to heart more so than before. 
and really thinking about paying it forward, you know, and, and thinking about how all of us have these human needs and that they're all so similar to one another, you know, like we all want to have a safe place to live. We all want money and love and, and food and employment. And so, you know, thinking about all of those things and breaking it down in that way, people have more affinity and more availability to like be real and connect. And so I would just really suggest to everyone out there, think about what you can do and not what you can't do, you know, cause we all have the cracks and we can all be the glue that helps put them back together. Okay. Well, I've heard that from some people in the nonprofit community that, that COVID did help wake some people up um, allow them to kind of understand the huge amount of need that's out there and, and how they can help. And uh, COVID kind of restricted some of the things that they can do. And now that we're kind of coming out of COVID, I say kind of, I don't think we're fully out of COVID yet. Maybe other people will look to fill that void, find ways to give back. Um, but you certainly yeah. serve as a great role model uh, in that. And, and I really am a firm believer that, that the giving back piece, it's really for you. I mean, you know, I, I get so much more and feel so much better and feel like lighter um, if I do these things, you know? So yes, it's for the community. Yes, it's for people in need. Yes, it's for these nonprofits, but it's also for for me and for, for my own spirit and self-conscious and, and family and, and teaching of my kids. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. So, you know, it's really important for me to start leading by example in those ways and really showing the next generation what's going on and how we do it and, and what it means to be a, a good human. Okay. Well, you certainly are leading by example and you're already talking about the next generation. You were part of that younger generation you still are those 40 under 40 people 42 now i don't know if everyone else is sharing their ages but in um, i can't i can't see 42 with the hubble telescope so well well and and i think i was um the youngest 40 under 40 amongst all of the the recipients and by that i mean the earliest year not the youngest age but I think I was 29 in 2009. So, Okay. And congratulations again <laughs> on all that you do. Congratulations on being a AAA finalist. I don't know if that AAA has been copyrighted. I should say Alumni Achievement Award finalist. Well, you should definitely come on the show. And you gave me an idea for having AAA be our sponsor of this award. So we should reach Uh-oh. out to them. There you go. <laughs> we should. All right. So, Chair, thank you again. And we'll see you next time. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us again today for another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored this month by Munson Savings Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine, and we'll see you next time.